Just a quick reminder that you're listening to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. If you could rate this five stars on any audio platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all sorts of other platforms like that, then that would be massively appreciated. Right, back to the episode. Cheers. Good evening, and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. I have literally just come off of Mindset by Dave's podcast, but I'm going to pretend... Because we use this medium called YouTube, I'm going to pretend that this is a brand new interview and I haven't just taken my hoodie off and put it into the void, which is my Zoom background. Um, Quickly as well, before I forget, because I didn't want to flex on Mindset by Dave's podcast. Prime. I've gone and got some fucking bottles of Prime. This shit is hard to find in the UK. So uh, me and my editor, John, have just done a reaction video and we've tasted it and it's pretty fucking good. So uh, that should hopefully be up on YouTube very soon. Anyway, we have someone who I've recently been introduced to. I can't really remember how, um, but you seem to be popping off at the moment. So uh, I thought I'd get you on for a chat. And uh, like I say, I'm willing to do two episodes in one night if... uh, I think the the juice is worth the squeeze, or whatever the analogy is. So, we have Mister Van Man talks on the, well, the podcast prime is worth the squeeze, as it were. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate. It. That's all right. No worries. Um, did you say your full name is Mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Right. So, Mark, how's your day been? You all right? Uh, yeah, it's been pretty bloody cold today. Driving in yeah. my van, avoiding yeah, the yeah. snow. It's been snowing down here in Brighton, where I've. Uh, uh regularly been doing my deliveries but it's not too bad now the snow's met one around it's just the right amount of snow for for me doing a van driving job it was nice it came down it looked pretty but now it's now it's gone <laughs> and yeah, i can yeah. carry on driving <laughs> yeah i think the secret is to drive on main roads and to just i don't know just throw just yourself in hills. in the morning yeah, yeah, avoid hills and Brighton is very, 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 very yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I tried to Obviously, avoid the hills. There's no one driving at night, really. Um, so as soon as you wake up, you're going to open your curtains and there's going to be a shitload of ice. I've seen quite a few uh cars struggle, like you say, up hills and stuff, and they're trying to do stuff that they would usually do, and then they've realized that there's quite a lot of cold stuff on the floor and it's made their life quite miserable. Yeah, sometimes um, you we... just have to make the decision not to go out in the car. If you live on top of yeah. a hill that's full of snow, it's probably not a good idea to start driving yeah, yeah. down and start sliding into parked cars down the side. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a panic when it snows because early on in my sort of driving career, I drove in the snow, probably my first car. And I had that moment where I'm going down on a hill and suddenly you're turning the steering wheel and the car's not going where you want to it's just going wherever the hell it wants to <laughs> towards the parked cars on the side managed yeah, yeah. to just sort of grab the handbrake and stop myself and ever since then i've i've got snow anxiety through driving so i won't snow do it if I, if I can't <laughs> love it yeah yeah but we're alive and we're having a chat so all Indeed. is well so mark i like to start all of these interviews at the beginning so are you happy to disclose how your school life was? Sure. Yeah, we're going to anything. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. So I, when you said right at the beginning, I think we're going right the way back to the beginning. <laughs> how was birth? 
<laughs> Why school life? Yeah, uh, well, school life. I, I grew up in Worthing, um, which yeah. is the town ne ne next to me in, in Brighton here. Pretty standard um, school life. I went to uh, the Durrington High School there in Worthing. And um, I, I went to college for a bit. I mean, school was not really my my forte i'm I'm dyslexic and and yeah spelling and everything was just such a massive part of exams and things like that and i, I could just never get on uh with exams I, I i tried with exams i tried going down the college route but I, I just couldn't do it however much i study at school for exams and things like that i just i just can't retain the information when it comes to exams some people are good at exams some people are not it's kind of how education is judged now isn't it if you can retain information for an exam you'll get through school and college life and uh yeah i went to i went to college the sixth form college for a couple of years but quickly found out that uh i much preferred earning money <laughs> so yeah. I, I sort of left got a job and thought oh hang on let's uh let's actually earn some money and I can go and do things I can go and travel and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. education just just um just one year at, at college and then uh and then uh, dropped out yeah it's a very one-size-fits-all uh education system in the UK isn't it so um we've obviously watched your videos you've uh spoken about Brexit and you kind of got into education through that and you recently did a video about your dyslexia and talking about it and being as open as possible. And I was like, I need to get this guy on. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was interesting because um, in the comments, like my dyslexia seeps out sometimes with uh, thumbnails and I'll get a load of comments going, what's going on with the spellings here? Or if I comment and I misspell some words and, and you get loads of comments. And it's just really weird that dyslexia seems to be one of those sort of learning disabilities that seem socially acceptable to mock and and ridicule and i just mm. wanted to put a video out there just saying you know what it's <laughs> it's, it's not a be all and end all it's that it, 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 it people don't understand it properly you know there's just something in my brain that just means that i just can't i can't spell i just can't do it however much i study however much i try throughout my life i just there's something in my brain that just spelling for me i just i, I can't deal with it um, but what I've learned about dyslexia ever since is that even though that part of your brain uh, doesn't switch on, other parts of your brain improve, like create more creative things and arts and, and music and things like that. So, I do, yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of uh, misinformation around uh, dyslexia. I really do. I don't think people understand it enough. We'll move on in a sec, but I just wanted to mention something as well. Like, I remember going to, like, tourist places in, like, London and... Exeter and places like um I'm from a seaside town called Weymouth and you see mm, all of yeah. these like I love Weymouth and there's like a fucking fridge magnet of a seagull people in Weymouth fucking hate seagulls that is the last thing that's going on my fridge it'll probably <laughs> try and get in my fridge before it lands on the fridge you know what I mean um and <laughs> there was a lot of merch at one point and it was dyslexics of the world untie instead okay. of unite so they were like consciously making fun of the fact that mm. people can't spell the word unite mm. and these things were like a dime a dozen there was millions of them being printed all in these like tourist shops and stuff really 
And um, I haven't seen many of them nowadays, so I'm assuming people have started taking it a bit more seriously. Yeah, as so, I yeah. say, it's, it's it's weird. You know, I don't, I don't mind jabbing and, and jokes yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and stuff like that, but some people just take it really seriously, don't they? Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. get the common phrase like grammar Nazis and stuff, and there's just, there's just something that unlocks with people when they see spelling the mistakes. For some reason, it drives them mad. They're like, ah, oh, because they think that you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> It's like I can't help it. I can't. I've tried to yeah. try to improve my spelling. I just can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So, next question about school, and then we'll get off the entire subject. Mm. <laughs> Is can you disclose the naughtiest thing that you can remember doing at school? Oh Jesus Christ! Um, apart from the usual smoking and, <laughs> and drinking and stuff Bye like shirts. that. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's a good question. I, I think I, 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 I think it's just the, the the average smoking and drinking at break times. Really, I, I don't think there was anything. I mean, I definitely was um, a class clown, without a doubt. I was that guy, so I was pretty much quite disruptive in class. I just, I just always want to make people laugh. I'm that, I'm that, yeah, that I guy get that. in the classroom. You know, especially as, as school is difficult <laughs> for me. You know, I, I just always want to make people laugh. So, yeah, I was very disruptive, I guess, in class, just trying to take the piss and make people laugh. But, yeah, other than that, nothing nothing insane, I don't think. Yeah, I was... Until recently, I was very much seen as the person that always had to entertain. Um, I would say the most mental shit at, like, social gatherings just to get a laugh and... I'm just so glad that those things weren't filmed. <laughs> well, please, I, don't, just I like, don't know if you're the same, but whenever yeah. you like meet someone for the the first time, it's always like the first thing is right. Who's going to make each other laugh first? That, that's what I always find. Whenever I meet someone for the first time, <laughs> I'm like yeah, okay, yeah. I need to make it's the perfect way to break the ice. Anyway, isn't it? Yeah. When you meet someone, like... I always found I just um, got seriously dry and dark, and I would kind of. I'd want their reaction. I'd want them to be like, oh, holy shit, you can't say that. And I'm like, yeah, you can. And then the police come behind me and handcuff me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you can't. You can't say that. But yeah, awesome. Awesome. So YouTube. You're blowing up on the tube of you. So what made you press upload on your first video? Uh, well, share it to the world <laughs> well like uh probably a thousand other people i decided to do a youtube channel during the pandemic like everyone seemed to <laughs> to um i guess what made me put upload um around the time i guess it was like uh 2020 when i first started uploading videos onto youtube there was a, a massive thing on youtube there was all these youtube channels um that were getting quite big i don't know if you know of um alex belfield who's just gone to uh, prison recently actually and um heard the name yeah um sargon of a card and mary towers there's a, a lot of these youtube channels that I was getting quite frustrated with the time. They're, they're, they're right-wing channels, and there's nothing about being right-wing, but it seemed to be that YouTube was just had an influx of all these sort of channels that were just doing the same thing. They were getting people angry about stuff that I thought was ridiculous. They're getting people angry about 
Halifax putting pronouns on their badges or uh, the little, new Little Mermaid being black and some student that wanted to take a picture of the Queen down or something, just getting everyone angry about this stuff. And I'm there thinking, all the time you're getting people angry about this stuff, you're completely ignoring what the government are doing right now, the, the £32 billion that they've just swum down the toilet on test and trace that doesn't work and PPE contracts, billions of pounds of, of, of corruption. And it was just getting me a bit frustrated that everyone seemed to be angry on YouTube for the, mm. the wrong reasons. And I, I was just getting annoyed and I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to start talking in my van and my, <laughs> my first videos were God awful. Yeah. I mean, I was literally just my dash cam sitting in my van. And as I'm driving around, I'll just be talking to it. But then slowly, as the, as the time goes past, you put a little bit of extra effort in, you start adding clips and start yeah, yeah, yeah. putting in a bit of a bit, bit of better audio and stuff like that. And um, basically, I, I, I was just angry. I was just angry about government corruption. Um, as you as you mentioned earlier, I'm a big pro-EU guy I'm very frustrated about the way Brexit's going and things like that and I, 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 I just didn't see anyone from I, I can say the working class side that was having these opinions it always seemed to be the other side if there was a, a working class guy on YouTube he was doing about all the things that I just mentioned the anti-immigrant stuff the anti-woke stuff and all this and I just wanted to I, I thought there was no one from the other side giving that their point of view so I wanted to start doing something and you know people seem to enjoy yeah. it <laughs> definitely what's your um schedule like at the moment do you try and upload once or twice a week or is it more intensive or is it it's I'm doing very, it when I want to. It's, it's very sporadic, actually, because it's just when there's a topic I want to talk about, I'll do it. Um, I've re regularly been scheduling at least once a week for the last few weeks. I've started doing live streams, which is new to me. I've never never really done them before. I've tried to once a week start doing live streams. But with the videos from the van, it's it's very sporadic. If there's a topic I want to talk about, I wake up one morning and I see something. I go, OK, I'm going to talk about that in the van because the beauty of what i do is i do it while i work so i do my videos yeah, yeah. from my van when i'm driving around and i talk about topics um but yeah live streams i'm doing about one a week and i'm starting to do some interesting things now because what i just talked about where we had this sort of political divide between the left and the right um i've started contacting a few different youtubers on the other side of politics and getting together and having a discussion because i think it's something that we don't do enough of in this country we have this like bit of bit of political divide where yeah, we're quite camps. happy to shout at each other in comment yeah, yeah, yeah. sections all the time but we don't actually talk to each other mm -hmm. so i've been doing a few videos with uh, a few different youtubers um uh, reverend simon that's got quite a lot of uh, subscribers over fifty thousand. uh that anna i've done um live streams with i have actually contacted uh your buddy angry bootnik that you've done yeah. a thing with but i haven't heard anything back but these are the people that i want to um i want to talk to because i'm guilty of it myself i mean i've actually done a video uh, about uh angry bootnik and his is um in topics uh almost a way of to sort of prod and sort of go you know Let's let's have a right. chat. <laughs> let's let's get together. Calling him out chat. like a boxing match. <laughs> well, this is, it, figures, though, <laughs> it works though. It works because I've contacted a lot of these guys and they don't want to get back to me. I mean, whether they've seen my comments in their yeah, YouTube yeah, videos. Yeah. I mean, some people have got email addresses and I've contacted them that way, uh, but I haven't heard anything back. 
so I've done videos about them and that's got their attention. And then that's how we've ended up actually chatting. So I, I done one last week where we, we were talking um, because of my my videos that I've, I've been putting up. It's been good. It's been constructive. That's cool. I think the only way really to um, advance the dialogue and to get good conversations is to have more conversations. Yeah, I couldn't like, agree more. Telling people to shut the fuck up and sit in the corner, all you're going to do is piss that kid off or that adult off. And, you know, even if they don't necessarily have like fully formed, solid opinions on things, I think that's really the only way through is to open up a dialogue and say, look, this is what I believe because of this. What do you believe? And um, it almost always seems to stem from their parents or their experiences or, you know, my parents never said that I could achieve anything. And one of two things will happen in that circumstance is, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, rage against the machine, please don't copyright (laughs) strike me. Um, Or no, actually, I am worthless and I won't ever try to excel at anything. Um, and they can be both quite sad, really. Yeah, well, we're all a product of our environment, aren't we? You yeah. Know, how we grew up, uh, our surroundings, all form our opinions on life. And, yeah. you know, it, it, the problem that I, I have with this political divide that we have, where we all sort of angry at each other, most of this anger is coming out online, on Twitter, through a phone, you know, people don't ever have these arguments about politics face to face. Yeah. Really, it it doesn't happen. That's it's true. it's all online, and I think you know, so much good can come out of actually talking. Yeah. Rather than just being behind a phone screen, people will say whatever the hell they want behind a phone screen. Yeah, they? yeah. The short term success of tearing someone down. Mm. Yeah. There we go. So I've just got a question from Blue Van Man. Sure. He's a mate. He's a legend. Um, he doesn't actually like being called a legend, but I seem to do it subconsciously. Um, so after we've spoken about this, we'll talk about music for a bit because I don't just want to rinse you about your YouTube channel. I'm constantly. more than happy about that. <laughs> so BVM wants to know your opinion on Meghan Markle going from a third rate, this is his words, not mine, US TV show suits to marrying UK royalty what do you honestly think of her my basic answer for that probably not the answer that he's looking for is i could not give a shit (laughs) i do not care about harry about megan about william about any of that bullshit i do not care i've gone on the royal family before on my my videos i'm not one of these people that actually want to get rid of the whole institution together because i just think that would just mess up everything but i'd love to scale it back like they do in denmark and stuff like that where basically it's just just the king you know let's have charles can have a wing of buckingham palace yeah the rest of the rest of buckingham palace open it up for all the tourists the american tourists they love that stuff let them go around but all the rest of the royal family just go out get a normal job like anyone else and just 
don't be in <laughs> the discourse. Don't. There's a reason that these royals are so messed up. Like Andrew, for instance, why he ended up because it's just it's it's just a weird family, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a weird thing where they can't do what they want to do. They can't pursue the things that they want to pursue. They have to sometimes marry whoever they want to marry uh, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. can't marry in Charles case and then ends up being resentful it's just oh god but Harry Meghan I, I could not care less I, I don't follow enough. it I don't care <laughs> I do not yeah, yeah. So I can't have it I don't even know the personality of the girl I, I, I that's yeah, yeah. how many shits I give about it I so. think there's a new Netflix thing out and it talks all yeah. about them and I think that was potentially one of the uh the reasons for asking that question mm. But yeah, I put up with the royal family. I don't exactly embrace it, but horses for yeah, courses. I, I just think it know? would be too much of a of an arsehole to just change everything. It 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 it, it kind of works in the way having a head of state, um, but I would scale it down massively. Like I say, like they do in Denmark and uh, a couple of I think a couple of the Scandinavian countries as well. Just really small. Everyone, all the other people, just go to work, just have a king, and that's it. Done. Yeah. Yeah. there we go um and if the royal family for some reason are watching this which would be quite funny um i'll do the queen's speech if you want i don't mind just drop me an email like everyone else and uh we'll get it sorted you've just got me twigging now actually because we're gonna have charles's speech yeah, this yeah, year, yeah. aren't we on christmas yeah, day i hadn't thought about that actually oh, there we weird. go it's two weeks left <laughs> awesome um, so we'll start talking about music now. Um, Zoom will probably kick off in about 10 minutes. So we'll send another sure. link over and we'll get started again on it. Um, awesome, can man. you remember when you started playing bass or drums or fill in uh, the blank? Right. I mean, I, I guess I probably got my first acoustic guitar when I was maybe eight years old, I think. Normal six string acoustic, um, bashed around on it like any kid does doesn't really do too much and then sort of started playing it seriously when i was probably in my teens and um i first got a bass not really the music that i developed into afterwards but i always thought that um alex from blur was really really cool he was like a figure that like that drawn to me i don't know whether you've ever seen this guy when he's live on stage but he always has a cigarette hanging out of his mouth the whole permanent time and he's just okay. playing this 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 bass like this. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I actually like that. And I think that's a really cool instrument other than guitar. Yeah. Um so I got yeah, I got I got my first bass um uh, probably around sort of 16, the end years of 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 high school. And then I started yeah. playing in bands um with my bass when I was in college and stuff like that. And I just just the rhythm section of music was just drawn to me like as you can see behind me my two loves yeah, yeah, of bass yeah. and, and drums <laughs> you know it's just yeah, yeah. it's what i listen to in in music i'm always drawn to the drums when it comes to music mm. um awesome um i was gonna say something then do you think music at school was a bit of a joke like my experience was a keyboard <laughs> finding the dj button on the keyboard giving my teacher a mental breakdown. Never saw a guitar, <laughs> never saw a drum kit, never even saw a microphone, probably for the best, because I can't sing. Um, but yeah, how was your sort of music? Did Was it a rebellious thing? Or was uh, it just something uh, that you uh, just fancied pretty, pretty much similar, actually, yeah. Your music lessons were pretty 
terrible at school. Yeah. And I do actually remember when we had to go and compose something on a keyboard or something. And I found a bass guitar locked in the cupboard in oh, one right. of my music lessons. And I got it out. And at that stage, I don't know how young I was, but I, I could only play... Um, smoke on the water everyone's first yeah, track yeah, that yeah, they always learn yeah, yeah, so yeah. i just like <laughs> we had to perform this thing and it was on the keyboard then suddenly in the middle i just go down 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 and the whole class was like loving it and i was like yeah i'm like rock star right now i'm loving That's... it that was the only fun experience i think i ever had from music lessons other than that yeah they, they were goddamn terrible music lessons and then i was i was told not to take music as a gcse yeah, yeah. or anything like that because uh you know it won't be taken seriously you need to take geography or history or something mm. so I, I never went down i guess I, I guess anyone's experience of gcse music might be different i guess that's where they upper gear and maybe uh maybe you, you know you do actually learn something because one thing i've never yeah. learned music theory uh, i can't i can't read music i i know what sounds good on a, on a bass yeah. guitar but I've, I've never actually learned theory at all it's, it's something i'd like to but one it's thing tricky. that i've learned that's been completely invaluable when um learning bass especially tabs is just the notation of the fretboard mm. so knowing that you're in eadg as standard tuning knowing that if you press down on the e string on the first fret that'll be an f mm. Like that, that really, like my friends were saying to me that we get that you don't want to learn music theory, Ben, but you have to learn that, especially if you want to be like a hired gun or a session musician. Yeah, that is absolutely worth its weight in gold. Couldn't give a fuck about scales. Mm. Um, I've had very, very accomplished musicians on here that don't really believe in music theory. And like what you've just said there, it sounds good. I think sometimes um, it squashes yeah. your own identity um, because I I was in a band the the longest band that I was in the guitar player never had that that period where he was just messing around on the guitar he bought a guitar and then straight away lessons lessons music theory and he was just it it just you don't develop your own style in that way you're just you, you know very construct you're just doing what the the, the teacher tells you and he used to get so angry with me because I never learned music theory. <laughs> you know, yeah, every yeah. time we'd be jamming and he'd come up with a riff or something, I'd, I'd just take a second and I'd, I'd watch what he's doing. And I'm like, okay, you know, give me a few seconds. I can I can get what you're doing. Um, but he used to get so angry with me because he'd just shout. He goes, oh, I'm playing it in 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 this this scale or whatever. Just do it. And okay. I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah, but he never had his own style and he wasn't, he wasn't great at creating music and writing music. Um, the creative side didn't come from come from him. He just, like I say, it was just very, very stagnant. It, 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 I don't think it's a good way to learn. I mean, music theory is obviously a, an incredibly uh, good thing to have in your arsenal, and the best players know it. But I think if you start off without it first, develop your own style, mess around, and then learn it at a, a later date is a much better way of doing it. I think, yeah. rather than the other way around. Oh yeah, Slash from Guns N' Roses was playing guitar for like 16 hours a day. He didn't have a fucking clue what he was doing, but he was absolutely dead set on learning. And then he started kind of sprinkling a little bit of theory in now and then. And he was kind of learning as he went. Yeah, I think it's something that just makes your playing better. It just makes your playing better at a a later stage. All the best musicians are bumming around in their bedroom, trying to play their favourite records or whatever. 
and 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 then later they get the music theory yeah but saying to a kid you know why you want to play guitar here's a book kids are like Mm. what the fuck like Mm. i'm literally playing guitar or playing a musical instrument to get away from books yeah exactly you might as well go tell him to do maths yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it's no fun Are you currently in a band, or do you just kind of twiddle around? No, no, it's, I, I, I'm getting too old for that now. I think um, I, haven't, I haven't been in a band. I guess, I guess it's been about about six years. It's just all for fun for me. I still, I still play. I got my drum kit yeah. there. Um, well, I, after my bands is when I really got into playing the drums. So again, I've, I've, I, I don't have any ambitions of, of, of joining another band or anything. It's just, it's just pure fun. I just, it, it's a great stress relief for me. If I've had a bad day, yeah. I'll stick my headphones on, get in front of the drum kit and just try my best to play along with uh, what I'm listening to. And I, I just enjoy it. Yeah. It's just a hobby. I get, that. Mm. I get that. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to send you a new link in a bit. Um, sure. What can I ask before then? New question. I might bring us into the new year. I'm not sure. Revels. You know those chocolate roulette sweets that we eat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's your favourite revel and what's the worst revel that you could possibly oh, pick? So, yeah, you'll, have to, you'll have to remind me which ones there are. So you've got the Malteser, you've got the Minstrel. Raisin. Um, raisin. Coffee. Coffee. Um, That's a Is there another point. one? I think there is another one. Let me find out. I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of coffee chocolate. I like. I like coffee and I like chocolate. So I think the coffee one might be my least favorite. Raisin's good. I think the minstrel. I do love a minstrel. I think that's probably going to be my favorite. Yeah. Unless you unless you say one that I haven't said. I think out of those four, it's got to be the minstrel. I do like minstrels. Is there a peanut one as well? I think there's a nut one in there. That would be my least favorite, actually, because I'm not a fan of chocolate. Yeah, I, I can't eat. Well, I, I'm not allergic. Um, so we've got raisin, orange, coffee, Malteser. Oh yeah, the orange, pure yeah. chocolate, and toffee. I'm sorry, so there isn't a minstrel then. I think I'm thinking of the um pure chocolate. Uh, the orange would be my favorite. I think I like chocolate orange. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I recently um, bought a bag just for a bit of a... I haven't had a bag for years. (laughs) Yeah. I think I just wanted to live life a bit dangerously at work. (laughs) It's a good icebreaker because some of the people that I work with, I don't really meet in the real world because I work in IT quite a lot. So I spend a lot of time on Zoom calls and emailing them rather than actually speaking to them face to face. Yeah, I might uh, keep going with that question because I quite like hearing people's opinions. Well, you, you have to do things like that with people that you're working with and you're spending long time. Yeah, yeah. You have to just do pointless polls. Okay, best biscuits, what we're going to do? Top five. It's <laughs> just a faster time. You need to do this stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. By the way, best biscuits, custard cream. What? So basic biscuits. like Yeah. Um, yeah, I think custard cream is up there, but bourbon's the worst for me. I, I, I can't stand bourbon's. Yeah, they're futile. They're just—I'd rather have nothing. Just I'd rather have no biscuit than a than a bourbon. Another thing we used to do at work actually is do our legendary festival lineup. Me and my mate in my my first job that we do. If 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 it was a quiet, we used to work in a in a jeans shop, and um, 
yeah, if it was really dead, we'd be like, right, okay, fantasy festival lineup. So you'd have like three day festival, which bands are you going to have? And we put them all out. That was a good one to waste time. <laughs> yeah, nice. Love that. We can get back to that in a minute if you want. Sure. Uh, yeah, we'll um, go to a quick break um, and I'll send you a new email now. And then we'll have about 30 minutes left of, of pure waffle. So uh, sure. stay tuned, people. And uh, I'll speak to you in a sec. Ad read time. Shanty Spirit. Botanical seaweed vodka. Vacuum distilled for fresher flavour. Met these guys a couple of years back now. And they are absolutely smashing the alcohol game. All comes in a beautiful bottle that has to be seen to be believed. It's available at www.shantyspirit, all one word, dot com. Uh, have a look at their website. It's absolutely incredible. It looks great. Uh, you can spin the bottle if you fancy a bit of spin the bottle like the old days. Comes in 20 centiliter and 70 centiliter bottles. And if you use the code just for you guys, Bedlam Discount at checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. So tell them I sent you using code Bedlam Discount. And shout out to everyone at Shanty that has made this possible. Uh, they're they're doing so well. I'm really excited to see how these guys grow and expand. So yeah, please drink responsibly. Um, if you are listening to this, you know, crack out a bottle of Shanty. Check out their website as well for cocktail ideas because they've got a lot of ideas other than just drinking it with Coke like the delinquent that I am. But yeah. Cheers, guys. Back to the episode. Welcome back. So, go on then. What's your fantasy festival? I can start if you want. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, okay. We'll, we'll scale it down to a to a one day Ozfest yeah. type thing then. So, uh, alive. I, I mean, my my favorite bands of all time is, is, is probably Mastodon. Um, okay. I'd have Mastodon headlining. Uh, Metallica would be there. Tall would be there. Opeth for a massive band that I absolutely love. They'd be there. I like a lot of, um, I like a lot of Norwegian bands like In Flames and Soil Work that came out in the early 2000s. But I, I, my, my most recent interest is Japanese metal bands. Uh, I'm really into Japanese metal. They're they're doing something very very different over in J- in Japan. So I definitely have a couple of those bands on on my lineup. Um, Maximum the Hormone are my favourite, okay. uh, but you've got um, Cross Faith. Uh, you got Baby Metal, so for good yeah, laughs, yeah. <laughs> which are, which are great fun. Yeah. Um, what about yourself? So my favourite band is a band called In Me. Yes, you went to see UK. them the other night, right? Went to see him and three days before that decided to get the singer on for a chat. Mm. I was not this relaxed. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but, um, Dave's such a lovely person as well because he's just a bloke. And I'm like, oh, I love everything you've ever done. And he's like, cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah awesome. <laughs> they're, they're from Should my hometown of Worthing in me. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. when they when they blew up, you know. They're like representing Worthing in the, I guess, early 2000s when they started getting big, aren't they? I'd love to see in me headline a festival of some description. I think they deserve it. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. I haven't. I haven't kept with. Yeah. Like, I remember when they got big at the time in the early two thousands. I remember like the album that they brought out there. I know, I know pretty well, but I haven't actually followed what they've done since. And yeah, uh, I've seen them live. Seen them live a couple of times when they were yeah, playing in Worthing. Um, but I haven't. I haven't actually listened to any of their recent. Have they got a recent album that they brought out? Yeah, or... uh, last year they did an album. Is that what they're Jump, touring now? Start hope. Yeah. They're kind of touring a mix of all of their like songs from their entire career. So, sort of um, chronologically, and I'll get off in me in a sec. Um, is Overgrown Eden, mm. White Butterfly, Daydreams Anonymous, Harold Moth, Phoenix, which was like a greatest hits, uh, Dawn Trilogy, which was meant to be part of a free album, but they scrapped yeah. it because I don't think. It was quite working for them, and I think there was probably a couple of other reasons within the band as well, but I don't know that. Um, then they did something called a Destinations EP, which was like a concept EP. It was only four songs, and I think it was through Pledge Music, which is like a sort of Patreon thing. Oh. Uh, then they did Jumpstart Hope. It might have been the tail end of 2020 they dropped that. They've done quite year, a lot. They've done quite a lot of albums then. Next year, they're doing one called Demons. Yeah. Um, which I know Dave's been to rehab, um, and he's had quite a few demons of him of his own. All so right. hopefully, I'll be able to help them with some press for that because I'll I'll drop most things for in me. I absolutely love them, mm-hmm. and I, I just I think they're absolutely fantastic. And a lot of people like what you've just said there. Go bloody yeah, they're still going. I'm like yeah, man, <laughs> they're insane. They're better than ever. Like mm. Dave's recently put the guitar down and he just sings and he provides so much more of a stage show because he's got that freedom to move around and stuff, you know. Yeah, it's 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 terrible how many bands like from the early two thousands that you you forget about and if you actually go back and revisit what they've been doing since then, you think, oh, actually they're they're bloody good. I've done that so many times with so yeah, many yeah. different bands. Well, I've like, oh my god, they're still making albums, and then you go listen yeah. to them. They're like, they're really, really good. I guess yeah, that yeah. the band that they're touring with at the moment, um, they're touring with Rage and Speedhorn, right? Rage and Speedhorn, yeah. That's another band that I remember from back in the day, but I have no idea what they've done since yeah, or if yeah. it's if it's any good. I've um interviewed Jim recently, one of the guitarists. Mm. They were fucking good live. I felt a little bit like an hour was slightly too long because it was a co-headline show. Oh, right. Co-headline tour. Mm. And they really do remind me of Cancer Bats. Mm. And there's only so much that I can kind of take on a full vocal onslaught for sort of 55 minutes. Have they changed Maybe their style quite a bit then? Because I remember their fir- I had their first album, their very first album, and they were... They were pretty raw, pretty, pretty, pretty raw. Yeah, I'd say they're still quite raw. There's quite a couple of bits. They've got two yeah. singers, which I didn't realise, and they're both like screamers. Yeah, um, yeah. But I had I, a good time. Uh, do you, do you uh, go to many live gigs? Because live live music for me is 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 life. It, it really is. I, I absolutely adore it. I try to. Um, Weymouth's a bit of a weird enigmic sort of area where people don't necessarily know that we exist down here. Um, we've put on, I've put on bands before, like Funeral for a Friend, Skin Dread, mm. um, Sepultura. Awesome. Um, I love, I love Skin Dread. Yeah, Skin, Skin Dread are one of the best live bands. They're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're amazing. They're definitely going on my festival lineup. 
I I always go and see them when they come to yeah, Brighton. Yeah. Actually, I I went to see them in Southampton uh, last year because they didn't come to Brighton on their their last tour. Um, but yeah. you've got like I guess sort of near driving distance to you is is like Southampton and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know most of the big bands go to Southampton, don't they? Yeah, Southampton, Exeter, Bristol. Because I've been to Southampton to see gigs when they don't come to Brighton. Because Bright Brighton's a bit of a funny one because yeah. Because we're so close to London, the bigger bands don't come to Brighton. If they're playing in London, they don't bother coming to Brighton. Um, but the, the the smaller ones that do the tour of like Norwich, Sheffield, Manchester, Bristol, they usually do Southampton and Brighton as well. But quite often, a lot of bands don't do Brighton. They skip and they go to Southampton. So I've I've seen Skindred yeah, yeah. in Southampton. I've seen yeah. Clutch in, in Southampton. I've seen quite All a lot right, of bands yeah. in, in Southampton. Uh, yeah. I like that venue there, the main one. What's it, what's it called? Uh, Joiners. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good venue there. They've got they've got a nice little rock metal pub in Southampton yeah. that we usually go for a few pints in before as well. Um, but live live music is is my life. I absolutely love. I mean, we do. We've got a really good local scene in Brighton as well for for local bands because we've got That's the cool. um, the uh, the music college here in Brighton. So we mm. we've got so many different pubs that play a lot of young bands, and there's yeah. still quite a big metal scene in youngsters. You think you think a lot of youngsters are not really into metal, but they actually are. There's, there is still quite a good scene here yeah. in Brighton. Um, but live music, I, I just adore live music, and that that was my biggest problem during the pandemic was not having live music. And I remember the, the the first show that I went to after the pandemic uh, was just mental because I know everyone was feeling exactly the same thing. We've had this thing taken away from us for so long, and we've all come together, and it, it was just off the hook. Everyone was going crazy. But it's it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. like I'm not I'm not a religious man, but live music is like like my church where I come together yeah, yeah, yeah. with like-minded people. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's my interpretation of when people that are really into religion and go to church and have that yeah, sort yeah. of moment. That's, that's what I have with live like music. Sense you know? of unity and, yeah. unity and belonging and stuff. So exactly. I'm just going for my Spotify. I promise you I'm not being antisocial. No. <laughs> so recent searches I've got in me. Wheatus. Shout out Brenda Wheatus. What a fucking legend. Uh, Devon Townsend Project, absolutely love Devon Townsend. Okay. Everything he's ever done is right on my street. Absolutely love him to pieces. Young Blood, which is mostly my son taking over my Spotify. Uh, Raging <laughs> Speedhorn, Cloud Kicker. If you are into instrumental music, I'd highly recommend listening to Cloud Kicker. Okay. It's quite sort of guitar heavy. Um, absolutely no vocals at all. Very good at the sort of world building and layering. Mm. Um, and there's also a band like that called Russian Circles, who are absolutely fantastic. Um, so I'd recommend any of them uh, if you want to make it. Have you got your little there. Spotify do that thing this time of year, don't they, where they give you your um, they, your top five bands for the year and top five songs that you've listened to? So I've actually taken this off with my recent searches because it was quite embarrassing. Was your son pilots. listening? <laughs> I Sorry, have what? not. I have not stopped listening to Twenty One Pilots this year. Hey, I have been absolutely caning Twenty One Pilots for twelve months. Hey, whatever, whatever floats your boat. There's no, there's no yeah. wrong or right answer when it comes to music. <laughs> you know, well, we like what band. we like. <laughs> sick band. Um, I'd love to see them live. Apparently, they make their gigs really, really affordable because they're at that level now where they play like arenas. Mm. 
or they'll headline festivals. Um, and with bands like Foo Fighters, who I fucking love, um, you know, you great live band get this insane price hike, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, big me, bands like that. They've got I love you, mate, but I'm not paying 160 quid. Like, to, that's not what they're charging yeah. surely isn't that that's some like, like dodgy resale thing or something that's the sort of Ticketmaster monopoly monster and it's also driving to london staying sure. the night at a hotel near wembley stadium yeah. food drink yeah so yeah i'm kind of encapsulating all of it within one figure but, yeah, um, I, I know what you're saying though. There circle. is a massive leap, isn't there, from the from the big bands of what of what yeah. they charge? Absolutely crazy money. Um, also, I just love bands like Black Sabbath. Oh God, Metallica. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bit of Megadeth now and then. Anything yeah. goes really. Yeah, so I'm um I'm going to uh, uh download next year, and uh, Metallica are doing a two night thing. Yeah, download i'm really intrigued to what they're going to do um yeah. because it's it's downloads 20th anniversary i think so they're doing four nights instead of the traditional three um all right so they've got bring me the horizon they've got slipknot on the sunday but metallica are doing the thursday and they're doing the saturday okay. and I, i'm really hoping that they're going to do something unique like maybe 80s Metallica on a Thursday then 90s Metallica or, or something like that they, they've got to do something yeah. a bit unique or maybe they'll do one of their albums in their entirety or something but it'll be interesting to see yeah I know that they're not doing repeated set list so mm. we'll have to see yeah. what comes out of that but I'm sure it'd be great um it kind of sucks so if you're not a fan of Metallica because that's like 50 percent of your headliners straight out yeah, I mean, I, I'm a huge Metallica yeah, fan, yeah, yeah. but I've seen Metallica a lot. I've, uh, I, I can't even think. Maybe, maybe seven or eight times I've, I've seen Metallica. Um, so me personally, I would actually rather have another headliner. <laughs> There's bands like I'm, I'm not a, a mega mega fan, but I've never seen ACDC. You know, that would be one that I tick off the list. Or uh, I've never seen Ramstein, and you know, they're they're the sort of ones that would headline downloads. So yeah, I would actually yeah. rather have one of those than the second night of Metallica, even though I'm a mega Metallica fan. um but you know i think it's getting increasingly harder to find new bands that are going to headline download it always does seem to be the same recycled bands it's the same ones that are headline that's why it's actually quite refreshing to see bring me the horizon headline this one because it's a it's a different different band to headline you know it does always seem to be metallica slipknot system of a down ramstein and then cycles over four years later <laughs> yeah, but that yeah, just yeah. goes to show the state of of, of of metal right now there's not really any new big metal bands coming up i think you know i mentioned earlier the the young kids there's a there's a metal scene in brighton but overall metal is not big with young people when we were kids when i was a teenager metal especially the new metal scene during the 90s and stuff it was really really popular but it, you don't really see that today and uh there's yeah metal has to and rock rock and metal that they, they have to every sort of five ten years or so they need to come out with something a bit fresh i mean especially in the metal world you've got black sabbath that started it then in the 80s you've got the thrash with metallica and slayer then you've got your death metal 
bands with napalm death and you've got your new metal in the in the 90s that every 10 years or so there needs to be something to freshen up yeah. the metal scene and i don't think there has been one for a while i think it's been it's a bit, a bit, bit stagnant a... that's why i started getting into japanese bands because they were the only ones yeah. that seemed to be doing something a bit new a bit fresh give it a bit of a reshuffle i think um ghost could potentially headline download at some point. yeah yeah they're there um i don't know whether they're second on the list or anything but yeah they're they're i mean they put on a great show as well which is yeah. great for a headline headline slot trivium yeah yeah they they um again they're another band that's done download quite a few times but they're always on usually like third or fourth down on the bill i think yeah. it's still daylight when i've seen them at, at, at download before well, I saw um, them at 2009, and they headlined the second stage. They're always awesome, though. You, yeah, you don't like I, I um actually I I really liked their I say latest album. I think it came out in 2020. Um, that was awesome. I love that album. Uh, I, but I'm not I'm not a mega Trivium fan. But whenever I've seen them live, I've always been super impressed. They're really really good live. Is that the Catastrophist? Uh, wasn't it something of the Dragon or something? I think. Their, sure. their most recent sure. album. I really so, liked it. <laughs> I've release got to have albums, a look at that. They release albums quite quickly. I know, like The Sin and the Sentence, The Crusade. Maybe they've released another one since that. In the Court of the Dragon is the one that I was talking about, 2021. Oh, right. Is it The yeah. Dragon King? No, In the In the Court of the Dragon was their most recent album. Oh, right. And it's, re it's really good. It's a really good album. Yeah, uh, but uh, Mastodon are uh, uh, one of my favourite bands, and I'd like to see them ha headline download, but I don't think they're they're big enough, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. I think they've headlined the smaller stage, but it's, yeah, it it just it would be nice to refresh the the lineup there because it does seem to be the same recycled bands, and I, I think yeah. Mastodon have earned the right to actually um, yeah yeah actually good. headline like that festival. So do you know any Mastodon on bass slash drums? A bit of Brendan and a bit of Troy? <laughs> uh, not bass. I've, I've attempted a few songs on the drums. I mean, Brandaler is my favourite drummer of all time. I absolutely adore him. I, th I think he's amazing. Absolutely amazing on the drum kit. Um, but uh, <laughs> I think sometimes when I'm playing along with a Mastodon track, I think that I've got it. Uh, but then when I actually sort of take it off and then play to myself and hear what I'm doing, I realise, no, I'm nowhere near because the guy yeah, is yeah. just, the guy is a machine. He's an absolute machine on the drum kit. I think really underrated drummer. Yeah. Um, I, I, he is highly rated, but then yeah. when people, if if you go on a, a YouTube list of, of top 50 drummers, like, you know, mainstream, you know, Brandaler will be nowhere near that top 50 list. He just gets, yeah, yeah. he doesn't really get any any attention, but he's he's an incredible drummer. Definitely my favourite drummer of all time. He also uh, sings as well now and then, doesn't he? Just to really rub it yeah. in, you know? Yeah, I, I, he's, um, he, he can be a little bit on and off with that live, though. That's, that's the only problem with Mastodon live. Sometimes he can be on it, but sometimes he can be a bit off because I mean, you know, it's bloody difficult to play the drums and Definitely. sing at the same time. Um Definitely. but my my favorite gig of of all time, my favorite gig was when I saw Mastodon in a very very small 
they done it intentionally. Um, that point of their career, they were playing big venues, but they wanted you know, a lot of bands do this sometimes. They were like, right, we want to play small venues. Foo Fighters done it in Brighton actually, where yeah. they played the Concourse <laughs> really small, and they played Crack the Sky in its entirety, which is my favourite Mastodon album. They're real proggy. Yeah. sort of you know and they played it in its entirety and it was yeah definitely my the, the best gig i've ever been to in my life and the small environment i mean i'm right by the stage and i'm i'm looking at these guys yeah, yeah, yeah. and staring them in the eyes as they're playing my favorite probably my favorite album of all time as well <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it was incredible love that one um, band i will recommend to you is enter shikari if you like them yeah i like uh yeah i like uh, there there was one song of theirs that i was absolutely obsessed with for for a long time um and then i checked out some of their other stuff uh just randomly and i was liking a few tracks um yeah. but i need maybe like their best album to to check out um yeah i'd say flash flood of color is a really good album it's, um, it's bugging me which which song i was absolutely obsessed with for um is it destabilize oh yeah that's from juggernauts i think yeah and dreads i love that so i, I haven't seen them yeah. live as well they've never been at a I've festival when i've been live. there because i reckon meaning... they're pretty they're pretty good yeah, live yeah. i reckon i've been meaning to see them like three or four times but covid's got in the way mm. um venues have got in the way kids have gotten in the way um, yeah, but yeah i think energy curry for you would be a good um, well, they're quite political, uh, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're like the, the culmination of both things for you. Yeah, but yeah, they definitely they say on their um like festival performances that they do make music to attack. They don't just yeah. like to uh, talk about stuff and then go off stage and get in their private jets and go back to LA. They like to actually mean what they say. You know, they only sell their merch for a couple of quid more than what they get it for. They really do practice what they preach, and um, I think they're a really yeah. Good not example. a lot of bands do that. Yeah, no, completely. Right, so we've got some random questions, then we're going to wrap up, and obviously sure. we're going to promote Mark as much as physically possible, because in the last forty minutes, I've discovered that he's a fucking legend. Thanks, so, <laughs> oh, Favorite animal and favorite animal noise. <laughs> Uh, favorite animal is 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 sharks. I absolutely love sharks. I got I got a tattoo of a shark on on my shoulder. I'm big into scuba diving and stuff like that. So, shark would be my favorite animal. Animal noise. Ah, oh. do you remember like a couple of years ago where everyone was doing song remixes with goats? Yeah, just doing just screaming. It would be like Miley Cyrus song or something. It would be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's my favorite animal noise. A goat <laughs> screaming. Love it. <laughs> Um, we've done the revel question. Um, is a Kinder Egg a toy or a deliciously chocolate treat with a added bonus of a toy inside of it? It's a chocolate treat with an added bonus because Kinder Egg chocolate is like no other chocolate. A lot of people slag it off, but I love it. I love Kinder oh. Egg chocolate. So yeah, it's chocolate, shitty toy. Okay, who's the nearest kid to chuck that to? Yep. So it's chocolate <laughs> with a bonus, definitely. As long as you don't chuck it at them, you just chuck it to them. Baby bell or cheese string? Oh, uh, baby bell. Yeah. Camping in a tent or a static caravan for one week. 
Well, when you started that question, I was going to go for tent because that is my my festival experience. That's what I'm used yeah, yeah. to. Um, but for a week, I mean, it's it's got to be a stag caravan. Hasn't it? yeah, <laughs> it's it got to. You got to have that comfort. Getting really older does. now. Yeah, completely agree. <laughs> living in a city or living in the countryside? City. I, I, yeah, I, I need stuff around me going on. I, I, I go crazy if I go into the countryside. Uh, my wife is is um, uh, from the Philippines, and we go visit her, her family sometimes. And they live in the middle of nowhere. There is nothing going on, and I love it for about a couple of hours. Yeah. I love peaceful little tiny fishing village where nothing's going on. But after a couple of hours, I'm like, no, I need to go to the pub. I need I, yeah, <laughs> I need, I need to do things. I need to do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love yeah. I love living in the city. Like I say, Brighton. I love the music scene in Brighton. I, lo I love. Yeah. yeah, I love the city. Chocolate or sweets? Uh, yeah, chocolate. I think I think that's an age thing. When you're a kid, you love sweets, but as you get older, chocolate. Yeah, chocolate. You replace the sugar for flavour. Mm. Bath or shower? Shower. I don't even have a bath. I think I do, once a year I might think, oh, it'd be nice to have a bath. But then I know that if I had a bath and I had, I did have a bath, like I just said, I'd be bored in two minutes. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, I need to get out now. Shower. <laughs> Last quick fire question, then a mental question, which you'll have to bear with me to explain. Mornings or evenings? Uh, so I, I, in my job I get up really really early so I'm kind of yeah. forced to do mornings um, but evenings are always more fun aren't they that's yeah. where the fun is so evenings that's when more stuff's going on and that's when the ice melts and you can actually drive your fucking car without worrying about sure. pressing your brake <laughs> and going down a hill um, right so you've done something naughty this is obviously hypothetical. I'm not trying to bust okay. you on a Zoom call. Um, you have to go to prison. The caveat of that is if you go to prison for 24 hours, you get 10K. It could be either cash or it can be a direct wire transfer that goes into your bank account. Would you be willing to stay in a maximum security prison for 10K a day? And if you were... How long do you reckon you could last and you can come out whenever you want? Shit. <laughs> what a question. <laughs> so I could choose how many days I do. So I could just do yeah. one if I just wanted yeah, to grab yeah, 10K. Yeah. Just do an induction and then fuck off. Yeah. Is it a UK prison? UK prison, yeah. Uh, I reckon I could do a couple of days. I don't, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Fair enough. Twenty grand. Yeah, I've, I, I, I think the temptation for twenty grand, twenty grand would be really nice right now for two days of my life. Two days. Yeah, two yeah, days yeah. of my life. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I could die. I guess <laughs> that's probably the worst that could happen. <laughs> I yeah. get shanked. Be, yeah. yeah. For two go. days of my life, I've got to give it a go. I got it. Any minor inconveniences that you want to get off your chest? Anything currently annoying you, but not enough to impact your life? Um, I don't know if you're a football fan, but the referee along the England game was, was a very uh, a, 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 
<laughs> frustrating <laughs> frustrating thing yeah. for me. That's probably forefront in my brain at the moment. Yeah. Um uh no, other than that, there's 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 little peeves going on that I couldn't give two shits about, like postal strikes. Most of the shit that I get through the post is is TV license trying to get me to get a TV license and some crap anyway. So <laughs> so minor yeah. minor peeves that people are getting annoyed about the post not coming is uh is uh, a a a mind peeve. Minor peeve of mine at the moment. So yeah, I'll go for that. You'll probably know all about these because you're a van driver. Mm. Meal deals. You're at Tesco's, you're at Morrison's, you're at Asda, you're at Delete as appropriate. Um you need a meal deal to tide you over for the afternoon. So I want to know what your sandwich slash pasta slash whatever the fuck meal deals are nowadays. I, I occasionally get a panini if there's one on offer. <laughs> I want to know your side, which could be crisps or chocolate bar. And I want to know your drink. Right. So sandwich nine times out of 10 will be a BLT with some quavers but drink is always dependent on what's what's going on. You know, if I need a boost and I need a Red Bull, I'll get something like that. If it's early and I'm feeling a bit hungover because I've been out the night before, I'll get an orange juice. Yep. Um, so, yeah, those two, depending on <laughs> depending on what's going on, the orange juice or the Red Bull if I need that boost. But, yeah, definitely Quavers and a BLT or sometimes maybe a, a, a turkey and stuffing I'm quite partial to. Yeah, yeah I like that one. I like chicken, bacon, lettuce. That's my go-to sandwich. Mm. It's quite nice. Quite, I don't like the word, but it's quite moist. <laughs> it's yeah. the only way to describe it. That's it, yeah. That's, that is the word. Um, plans for the future. Um, what does the next sort of six to 12 months look like for you, Mark, in a YouTube world and personal world? Uh, well, YouTube, um, I just want to do... Uh, start doing more like this like exactly what we're, we're doing here uh, I enjoy doing my videos in the van dissecting different topics and stuff like that but I've, I've really developed a passion for just talking to people and having guests on which I'm starting to do every week uh, so I want to develop that more I want to talk to more people from the political divide from each sides and 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 try and open a discourse and try and sh shut down this this political divide that we have in this country so they're going forward on the youtube that's what i say i don't i don't really care about views and and, and subs like that you know that comes if you if you're doing good things that, yeah. that, that'll come but the more important is is the, the content you're putting out and and yeah if it, if, if, it, if it's good stuff so going forward personal life um I've got a, I've got a son that's that's going into an important time of his life now. He's just finished school. He's he's going out and getting a job now. So I'm going to navigate him the best I can through life. This very important life, as you know yourself, this sort of time when you just finished school is really important time in your life, isn't it? You've got to make a lot of important decisions, and yeah. I'm going to navigate him best I can through uh, through that period of his life. So I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah, yeah, kids are. Innocent, usually in this world. Um, so you got to try and steer them as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. They they, they grow. How old's um? How old's your kids? Casper's nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mate. Ten next year. 
Yeah, make the most of it because that, that time just flies by. <laughs> Before you know it, they're a moody teenager and <laughs> you have to deal with a whole load of different things. Yeah. But uh, every every stage comes with its challenges and its benefits and its, its, its pleasures, each stage of their life. But it goes so quick, so quick. With Casper as well, specifically, and the podcast arena, we did an audio episode a couple of months ago and we just didn't really think anything of it. It's mm. just outperformed my Billy Sheehan episode, Billy Sheehan, by a hundred views. It's just fucking gone. And I've not even promoted it. This is the strangest thing about YouTube that I find. The, the, the stuff that you put out that don't you don't think is going to do that great ends up being the stuff that does great. I, I can't figure out how YouTube works and the, the algorithms. I really don't. It, it's right. just, um, well, I think I know, but then something makes a surprise. I mean, basically with YouTube, if you've got a good thumbnail and a good title and someone clicks on it as soon as they see it, they're going to push it out to more people. That's how it yeah. how, how supposedly it like works. Torch. Yeah, that that is yeah, the main. Yeah. yeah, comments and likes and stuff like that. But the main thing that's going to push your video out is if nine out of ten people click on it when they see it, and the more people click on it that see it, the more they're going to push it out. Um, yeah. But you can never. It's so hard to interpret what people are going to click on. And what they're not. And sometimes it throws a spanner in works and you think the stuff that's not gonna go out and do well ends up doing well. It's 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 yeah. a really bizarre thing. It really is. There's also a weird psychological thing as well that even happens to me where I see a YouTube video that's got fourteen thousand views and I see a video that's got twelve views and I'll click on that fourteen thousand view one because I'm interested to know why thirteen thousand nine hundred and ninety nine people have watched it. Yeah. Whereas the the BLT sandwich review video, I'll probably screenshot it on my phone and aim to watch it another time. But honestly, mate, my gallery, my screenshots is fucking horrendous to the point that Google's actually asking for money from me. Um, <laughs> so my screenshot to-do list really does need to come down. But yeah, there's a weird thing that goes on in your head where it's like, oh, well, I must be missing out if I'm not on this train of the 14K video. Yeah, but um, people yeah. put more trust in a video that's got more views as well, and and a YouTube channel that's got more subscribers. Yeah, you know they, they they'll see a video and they'll look at the subscriber count and they'll look at the views. They go, oh, "That's not worth my time." Um, but something with big views and big subscriber counts, okay, it must be good. So that that does define people's decisions yeah, yeah. to click or not. Yeah. It does. Awesome. Um, before we go, we've got about five minutes left. Is there any channels that you want to give a shout out to? Anyone that's helped you on your journey? And uh, is there any chance that you and Angry Bootnet can have a chat at some point in the future? Do you want me to chat to him for you? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, if you if you if it, we'll, we'll start at the end there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've done. I, I this is exactly what I want to do. This is what I just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. I, I really cool. want to start talking to people from from the other political divide, and uh, you know, we'll we'll have heated conversation. Of course, we will. This is what's happened yeah, yeah. before. But what I've found with every single person that I've spoke to is we will always find common ground somewhere. We'll disagree yeah. on a lot of things, but there will be common ground found, and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the benefit that we take out of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd I'd love to chat to him sometime. You know, I'd, I'm happy to talk to. It. To, to anyone uh other shout outs i mean i've got 
as opposed with people that have helped me with my YouTube channel, there's there's a small community of YouTube channels that are quite very anti-Brexit. I guess they're the ones that have sort of shared some of my uh, videos. So you've got um, a, a different bias. Uh, you've got uh, Max Robes Rear uh, YouTube channel, all, short, all Shorts, Political X. They're all the sort of ones that are doing similar content to me. And we've all kind of shared and, and helped each other out on, on on that score so yeah those, those ones in particular nice fantastic um and last awesome. things last have you got any questions for me at all anything you want uh well i'll, I'll finish up by saying thanks for having me on. i've really enjoyed it i've really no enjoyed chatting to you you're a really nice guy <laughs> we've obviously got some similar uh tastes in music and, and different things to 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 talk about um what I'll throw the same question at you, I guess, that you throw at me. What do you want to see going forward with 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 what you're doing with the podcast and everything? I want a sponsor that just gets this because I've got some really good sponsors at the moment, but I've had some in the past where it's been a bit of a square peg in a round hole. Mm. And I'm like, is there any chance that I could have like 30% off my next order? And they're like, what are you on about? And I'm like, I'm literally promoting you on my Instagram every single opportunity I get. Um, I just want someone that can understand this. They potentially share my videos now and then, or they'll give me some exposure on their website because mm. I give them a hell of a lot of exposure and they don't even really, I'm like a silent partner in their business. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I just want to keep stepping up the guests and I just want to keep enjoying it as much as I am at the moment. I do need a bit of a break now. I am starting to feel it a little bit. Um, but I just Have want a Christmas to break, keep man. growing. Yeah, I'm going to. Um, I've got mm. one more next week and then I'm done. Um, but yeah, I just like having BVM on WhatsApp is fucking cool. <laughs> not even going to pretend, <laughs> you know, it's not for clout because he doesn't even really do YouTube much um people like ben bulks um helping me out and me helping them out in return i just like building partnerships and yeah being able to dm brendan from wheatus whenever i fancy it is quite nice you know yeah that is cool that is good I, the um the the world of uh company sponsoring you and things like that is is a world that i haven't dived into a bit i think what the problem i have my content's political and not many people want to uh get, get involved yeah, in that yeah, sort yeah. of sort of stuff but it's so important to to grow things and you know like yeah. a bit of give and take like you were saying you know it's yeah. i help you out you help me out and we'll we'll go forward together Absolutely. You know? meet in the middle yeah. but yeah i just want to find a couple of guests that sort of get this and mm. i don't need to necessarily get every single guest that replies to me on as soon as physically possible um, and I want to try and create a work stream where me and my editor can kind of upload stuff to Spotify. And then a couple of days later, we can upload stuff to YouTube because otherwise you get this massive lag. Um, and people are like, oh, shit, I forgot you spoke to him. Mm. <laughs> Your video's four months late. And I'm yeah. like, oh, Jesus. But, you know, my editor's got a life. He's got kids. He's got other stuff to do other than just i won't ask you when this is going out then i'll uh (laughs) have a nice christmas break (laughs) have a have a lovely christmas 2023 no i'm only joking it won't be that bad but yeah nice one right i'm gonna leave you to it 
Cheers, Mark. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate Thank it. It's great. Soon, right? Great chat. Take care. See you soon. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye bye. Two Lasses Spirits Rum. www.twolassespirits.co.uk. Use code BEDLAMUK for 10% off at checkout. Nicest rum I've had. Got a bottle right here with me. Yorkshire Spiced Rum. They also do chocolate orange rum. So uh, check them out. www.twolassespirits.co.uk And let them know I sent you using code BEDLAMUK. Drink responsibly. 18 plus. Bye-bye. Hello, hope you enjoyed that episode. Just got an ad read from a new sponsor called Set Surf. So, Set Surf is a small British company passionate about mineral sunscreen and natural skin protection. Our range of sunscreens and creams are designed to protect your skin naturally without harsh chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life. So, If anyone knows me in real life, they'll know that I'm from a seaside town and one of the most important things when you go to the beach and probably anywhere in the world, really, to be fair, is sun cream. And we all know how much of an absolute disaster it can be when you go to the beach without sun cream. So I want to make sure that people are using the right sun cream and not the rubbish, cheap alternatives from many, many supermarkets. (laughs) I won't call any out. Um... But yeah, this is how Set Surf is different from all that cheap, nasty stuff that will just about get the job done. So it's 100% mineral. We don't use any harsh or weird chemicals to reach SPF 50. They just use zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, which makes them perfect for sensitive skin and all of your kids. It's reef safe because we use no chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life at all. Our sunscreens are genuinely reef safe. They're also non-nano. We use non-nano sized particles which don't sink into the deeper layers of your skin like you get with some chemical sunscreens. It rubs in virtually clear, so set sunscreen rubs in very well without leaving any chalky marks or residue on your skin and they are also very, very water resistant. Lastly, they are packed with good stuff. They contain Kalahari melon oil, argan oil and aloe vera to nourish and moisturise your skin. If you shop the range at www.setsurf.com, use the code BEDLAM20 to get 20% off any of the products on their website. So that's www.setsurf.com and use the code BEDLAM20 to get 20% off of anything on their website. Right, another ad read coming right up. See you later.